You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. Hey, these are the movies that molded me. These are the movies that molded me. Jala ja the movies. Jala ja the movies. Hey, one love. Hey, I like the movies with the boobies. Welcome back to another episode of Movies That Molded Me. This is Chris. We've got Omar and Elizabeth. Hey. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. But we've got a very special treat for you today. Uh, we've got two extra podcast hosts today uh, from the Facing Off podcast. We've got Gabe and Nick. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us, guys. We're super happy to have you guys. So why don't you tell everyone really quickly a little bit about Facing Off? What's the concept of your podcast? Sure. Uh, Facing Off is a podcast where we take two movies that we find to be similar in some way, whether that be uh, thematically, director, uh, director or actor, and we face them off against each other by comparing, contrasting, and rating them. Um, and so we have a specific uh, kind of like rating scale, and we take yep. five different categories on how to measure the quality of a movie and uh we kind of argue our points and then bring it together in the end and give them yeah. a final score see which one of the two movies won yeah i guess yeah even it's though it's pretty the, fun the competition <laughs> uh, the competition portion of our podcast is not very strong yeah it's not really competitive it's but not, yeah. uh and we just want to talk don't downplay your show it's great <laughs> no no i guess <laughs> we're just you. not competitive about it but i uh, i appreciate it oh, but it is great yeah. we are great yeah, we would love everyone to check us out. We're on every single podcasting platform. We're uh, facing off. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, Gabe and Nick, I hope you guys brought your competitive A game today because oh, here yeah. at Movies That Motor Me, that's one of the fun parts of, obviously, we're talking about, we're picking nostalgic movies. We're not necessarily trying to pick movies that are going to win, mm -hmm. but... Chris still, Speak for yourself, Omar. Yeah, Chris still tries to kick my ass every week. So I have I'm out to, to win, buddy. I have to bring my A game. So, but <laughs> I'm just here so someone can lose. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're man. glad to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for connecting with us, guys. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, I love your podcast, and I really hope that people will go out and check it out. That's facing off. And actually, the very first time I listened to you all was your episode uh, comparing Gone Girl uh, and that movie that I haven't seen yet. A simple favor. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't really have to. You don't have to watch <laughs> yeah. that. That was actually one of our favorite ones to record. Yeah. That and was it's something we had recorded a bunch beforehand. Uh, yeah. That was a fun one. That episode inspired me not to watch A Simple Favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. see, we that's kind of have that. Yeah. That's like an added perk of our podcast. If you, uh, if we're comparing a bad and a good one, um, yeah, we'll tell you why not to watch the bad one. Yeah. We watch right. a lot of movies. We know that there are way too many movies out there. If we can keep people from wasting their time, uh, <laughs> through listening to us, then, <laughs> you know, we'll yeah. help you out with that. We'll take the blow for you. Yeah. It's worth it. Well, I thought it was interesting. We always have our guests, you know, bring the genre that we're going to vote on. And I asked you guys the age beginning of this and both the, in, in your twenties, millennials picking yeah neither of us were alive in the 80s exactly oh that, 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 don't tell me that i was like <laughs> i'm i'm actually remembering some of these movies being on tv when i was like a kid and you guys were even alive uh, yet so hey. uh, well yeah. you know what we watched all them you know i had a list of like 23 80s teen <laughs> movies that i liked and so we lived uh Gabe has like a million lists of just random 
pulled yeah. out. <laughs> That's true. I, I do You're do so that. a list maker, huh? Top yeah. five favorite snacks. Well, you know what? We can, like, <laughs> window cleaner. In the moldability section, we can like experience that vicariously through you guys. How about that? I love it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. I love it. I want to hear you guys' list, you know, even being bored a decade later. So, yeah. Well, Unlike your podcast, where you guys give things a rating on a scale of seven, uh, we give everything a rating on a scale of five. One point for impact and moldability, one point for acting, one yeah, point for yeah, direction yeah. production, one point for <laughs> cinematography and aesthetics, and one point for entertainment and relatability. Or at least I follow this model. Uh, of course, Omar just throws out random scores, but that's okay. And decimal <laughs> points for Chris. Because I suck at math, but that's okay. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started. The topic is 80s teen movies. I couldn't be more excited to get going. Uh, we're going to start out with Nick. Nick, what is your third favorite 80s teen movie of all time. All right, I'm going out and I'm I'm taking a risk here because I feel like my one and two are going to get stolen, like like a hundred percent. That's going to happen. So I'm just going to go I'm out on a limb. My third favorite is Weird Science. Yes. Um, nice. Weird Holy Science shit. is yeah. Two high school nerds. <laughs> uh, they make the world's most perfect woman using a computer program, which is. Uh, I mean, I wasn't, like we said, we were not alive in the 80s, but that sounds like the most 80s thing ever to me, to make a computer program that yeah. like takes images of women and... Magazine clippings. Magazine <laughs> clippings and <laughs> stuff, and then just produces um, produces a super hot woman, played by Kelly LeBrock. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, movie a solid four um, on the grayscale. And yeah, you got it. It's uh, it's definitely one that molded me because it's one that my my dad showed me actually all three of the movies that I hopefully get to talk about today, uh, and that's why they they kind of molded me. They were like kind of father son bonding. Oh, that's they, sentimental and nice. Yeah, so yeah. there's a sentimental even though I wasn't alive. He, he showed them to me. That's why they they molded me. Well, Nick, this was my number two. I can't believe this made your list, man. I am oh, sitting yeah, over dude, here I completely shocked. I mean, because yeah. on modability, <laughs> this is extremely high for me. The amount of times oh, yeah. that I watched this wow. when I was in high school. I mean, obviously, I didn't watch it when it first came out in 1985. I was only five years old. But, I mean, it was one of those things. I think they took out just a few edited parts, and it ran on TV, like, almost constantly when I was young. And just the idea that you can build the perfect woman and then she can come and kind of like solve all your problems. She, she creates scenarios. If you guys have not seen this movie, basically what happens is she creates scenarios in these two guys' lives. They're like really kind of ner nerdy, outcast kind of characters. And um, yeah. really, the really kind of made them uh, face their manhood. Like put them in situations where they can become a man, like quote unquote, you know, for the, the 80s. Remember, this is a dated movie, obviously. And, um, you know, this movie would this not fly in 2020. No, definitely <laughs> oh, not. No, they, no, they, sure they build not. the quote unquote perfect woman, you know, and all this stuff. But then, and the older, the older brother takes a liking to her and then like she puts him into place cause he's a real asshole. And so it's, it's a chat. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I've seen this movie one time. I don't remember anything from it. So, <laughs> Uh, you don't you remember, remember Bill Paxton? No. Yeah, oh, he's hilarious. Right, he's yeah, the yeah, worst. Yeah, 
He's the worst. Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie too. Oh, That's mean, like, right. Like technically yeah. part of the Rat Pack, right? Or Brat Pack. Yeah. 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 Has to be. Yeah, I'd give it a three probably out of five. You know, I'm just being fair with that. I'd probably like the fact that I don't really remember it. I would put it lower, but I do remember something? really liking it when it came out. <laughs> and I think what Omar said is, uh, you know, that if, if I think it would have impacted me as well had I been uh, a kid at that time. And uh, I do like the story a lot. So the yeah, story, I'll give it that's what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. <laughs> it's funny. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. give it a 4.3. It was a good choice. It was my number two. So All right. All right. You asshole with the 4.3. <laughs> God. Elizabeth, I'm gonna what do you give it? I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Nice. Well, I love this movie as well, and I haven't really talked about it yet, but uh, the, the scene where they get to take a shower with her as a kid yeah. really did it for me, oh. and I couldn't believe <laughs> I could not believe that. that they kept their boxers on. What a bunch of dweebs. Yeah. <laughs> but she did have two left feet. Um, I'm going to give this movie a four, which is going to give Weird Science a 18.3 wow. on the grayscale. Yeah. All right. Have you guys ever had great. five on this thing before? No. Never. This is the first All time. Right. So instead of 20, it'll be 25 this time. So 18 out of 25 is not bad. No, not at all. <laughs> All right, Gabe, let's talk about your third favorite 80s teen movie of all time. So uh, I'll admit I adjusted mine a little bit because I think I know you do. Um, one that I didn't want to ruin for other people, especially since it's my third. But I'm going to go with The Goonies uh, for Fucking number three. hell. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I was trying to make it. I, I just didn't think a lot of people would have thought of this as an 80s teen movie. Um, you know, they are kind of, of young kids. teens. Yeah. But they are, I think the main kids um, are middle school age. And then, hey, you guys, <laughs> baby Ruth. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's yeah, definitely a teen uh, movie, man. It, it would be on the top of my list other than I didn't put it on my list because I knew I wouldn't get to it. So it was a good choice. Okay, oh, my God, it's on enough. my list. Yeah, I, I think it's just there's it, it's a lot like the movie Stand By Me for me, but it's like a little bit more fantastical uh, and fun. I hope I didn't just ruin that for you. Your reaction was uh, a little wild there, Chris. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would give it uh, just it, if I'm going on the grayscale with a lot of the things like I, I think it just even though it came out, you know, the decade before. When I was a kid, I used to watch this a lot. Like I remember our little clubhouse, we would watch this, and I, uh, I I felt that it really molded me, and it wanted it made me want to go out on ventures and stuff. Oh yeah, and then it kind of made me want to get older with uh, Josh Brolin's character and uh, his like kind of relationship with that girl. I, I thought Andy. it. it, it you Goonie, <laughs> do the triple shuffle. Uh, Goonies never yeah, say die, man. I, Goonies never say die. Yeah, Goonies never say die. Yeah. So I gave it. Oh, and I love the booby trap kid. Although, <laughs> yeah, booby yeah, trap. The same booby trap. From, That's what I said. Uh, Temple of Doom. It is the same kid yeah, from Temple nice. of Doom. Yeah, that kid's a legend. Uh, yeah. So I would give it a five out of five. Honestly, I uh, on that scale, the everything about it, um, I really enjoy. Um, if you break it down, I think the acting, I. It's like some of the best child acting I've seen. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Well, Nick, what do you think about the Goonies? Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Like, I, I definitely uh, like have liked it a lot when I, I watched it, but it didn't have an impact on me uh, and like didn't like 
like it's entertaining, but not like a full point. So I'm gonna give it a half point there. Okay. So I'm gonna give it three point right. five. Nick has Wait, no it's soul. Only half entertaining uh, I love. Yeah. I love you came in with a point five though. Right, yeah. Great job yeah, with the that's right up Omar's alley. Yeah. <laughs> and in that same vein, I'll give Goonies a four point seven. It's a really Ooh, good seven. Movie. Yeah, I love it. I like I said, I did not put it on my list because I knew I wouldn't get a chance to put, get it on there. But um, it's it, on motability. It's one of those top ones you think about for in your childhood, as far as yeah. And it just if fits you were that, born like in the eighties. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, hey, it fits that whole. Hey, it was in the '90s too. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, at least in the '80s, you could still ride your bike, you know, three miles outside of town, and no one thought anything of it. Although that's when kids were actually getting abducted. So it just kind of yeah, yeah that's true. true. Now, now kids, now kids are so much safer, and everyone has a, t- a cell phone, but no one's gonna ride their bike, you know, three blocks away. Anyway, so great choice, dude. Cool. Thank Elizabeth, you, Elizabeth. What do you think? I have to give it a five, guys. Oh, it's the Goonies. Nice, love it. Nice, yeah. Well, if you know, if I were to go and see this in the movie, I might even pay a fifty-dollar bill uh, <laughs> to see this. Uh, I love this movie. Holy I watched it a million times. I'll still watch it today. Uh, I give it a five. Goonies is going to end up with a twenty-three point two. Nice on. The motherfucking Grace Wow. Game. Love it. Talk about strong <laughs> opening. Way to go, Gabe. Thanks. Strong whoa, whoa, opening whoa. with one of my movies already taken. No worries. Uh, no, mine too. I'm sure that was on. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I was oh going to say, I'm sure it was on your list too. <laughs> no, no. Weird Science was. And that was that was crazy. There's an advantage Weird. to being the only girl on this show. You guys aren't going to pick any of the ones I picked. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Danny Elfman doing the music for Weird Science. Did he really? He, uh, Oingo Boingo song, Weird Science. I think was the yeah. the theme for that. I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know. Yeah, he did he a did. lot of movies. Produced in the 80s. by Danny Elfman. Look at that. Hell That's yeah. Cool. There you go. Uh, Omar, what is your third favorite 80s teen movie of all time well it was already mentioned earlier tonight and that that was my reaction oh, to shit. you so yeah Fuck. stand by me 1986 with uh rob reiner God. obviously just like the cast of this movie if you just like you know, river phoenix Corey feltman jerry o'connell Kiefer sullivan and what happened sutherland isn't that what i said you said sullivan <laughs> oh Oh, Keith or Sutherland. I tried to there say Sutherland, but my mouth did not cooperate with my head. I apologize. I will not dock you any points. <laughs> anyway, yeah, going on the same like whole like line of 1980 theme, kids joining up on an epic quest. It's it follows in that same line of movie. Although obviously the movie's not set in 1980s, as Chris yeah. gives me gives me that look. Uh, um, <laughs> but it's one of those. What year is it set in? in what fa- year? In fact, that's just what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go ahead and read the IMDb <laughs> for you guys, so we okay. can get, get. I didn't the, even get, think about that either. Get that that's... over with, and then I'll talk about why it molded me so much. So it's the summer of 1959, and there you go, uh, Castor Rock, Oregon. Four 12-year-old boys, Gordy, Chris, Teddy, and Fern. Fern. After <laughs> after learning of a general <laughs> location of a body of a local boy who has been missing for several days, they set off into the woods to see it. Along the way, they, they learn about themselves, the meaning of friendship, and the need to stand up for what is right. So 
It's a great movie. I mean, I'm sure everybody has seen it. It's got to make the list. It's one of those things when I was making my list, I actually made that all and then ripped it up and made a brand new list because my number one was Stand By Me. And I knew I wasn't mm. going to be able to talk about it unless I put it at my number three. And so yeah. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where obviously, uh, which one of the Corys was, I don't want to get buzzed again. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. <laughs> because yeah, he had a good run in the eighties. Yeah. Kind of sad now, kind of what happened to him. But yeah, uh, way to make yeah. it a downer, Gabe. Yeah. Uh, but he's I mean, he's hilarious in both of those movies, uh, The Goonies and Stand By Me. So I agree. Yeah, I'm not gonna make it a social issue at all, but yeah, sad what happened to him during the making of these movies, if you know, like definitely mm-hmm. like makes the whole downer if you think about all that. But anyway, yeah, like uh so the whole plot line, they're on this epic adventure to f- see this dead body, and like along the way, they get leeches on the ball sack, you know, chased by yeah, ch- chased, that, chased by I a dog. Think about that when <laughs> body of water. Yeah, anytime you Even get in like a body the of ocean, water, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm gonna have leeches on my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. You, you know, don't go swimming. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, so many, so many scenes. You you laugh. I mean, you like cry. You have yeah. the dynamics of the the older generation, you know, with the younger generation looking up to them, but them kind of just like you know, shunning them with the the quote unquote gang of older guys that were there. So um, anyway, so I give this movie a solid five on the grayscale. Nick, what are you giving uh, Stand by Me on the grayscale? All right, I, this is one that I watched. This is where the the eighties and nineties, like we were born in the nineties, problem sets in. I watched this when I was too young to appreciate it. Mm. Uh, and I haven't rewatched it since. Like I almost remember more from the VH1 I Love the 80s right. episodes <laughs> about this movie than I do the actual movie when I watched it. So I have to give it another 3.5. It didn't mm. it's not one that had a like a, it didn't it's not one that molded me, but like I do obviously appreciate like know that it's an amazing movie. Yeah. Just, yeah. Saw it when I was too young. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it a lot when I was young. Um, you know, I, I, I used to go to sleepaway camp and they showed it every time. I mean, this is like something that every kid my age, um, at least where I was, especially at camp, it was like everyone would watch that. Um, and I think it's a lot of movies have kind of been impacted by that movie. Um, you know, with the Goonies, there, there's a lot of those like kids adventuring things, you know, yeah. that we get with it and E.T. and things like that. Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Um, you know, I, I, it's an amazing movie. I, I've kind of forgotten it a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's a solid film. Forgotten it. You oh, mentioned yeah. it earlier. I see how you are. You're just making sure that your, your movie <laughs> well, scores higher than mine. <laughs> uh, he's just going to like dock all my movies down. <laughs> no, <laughs> he won't do that. Of course uh, not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, what are you giving Stand By Me? I haven't seen it. Whoa! Are you fucking There's kidding no way me? Don't we own this? No, we don't. Hmm. I don't. Oh my god! I had to look up the yeah. When you're explaining the plot line, I had to look up the poster just to see. I haven't seen this, and if I have, I don't remember it at all. Like nothing you guys said rings a bell at all. So yeah, I just can't even. Omar will be filing for a divorce tomorrow. <laughs> You do realize the two millennials who weren't even born when it came out have seen it and you haven't. I I realize this. 
It's it's okay. I already know I'm very uncool. Our entire family will have seen this by the next episode. Okay. Uh, By the time this comes out, I will have seen it. So. Well, I love this movie, and in fact, this was my number one. Uh, So, Omar, to you, I say, suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Uh, (laughs) Because, Jesus Christ, this movie is fantastic. Um, I give it a five. I can't give it anything less, which unfortunately means that Stand By Me is only getting 17.5 out of 25 on the grayscale. God, that's unfortunate. I thought I was going to be on the fuck that up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still looking no, at it's... you, Gabe. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure out what which cartoon makes Elizabeth's third favorite 80s teen movie of all time. <laughs> Shut right. the fuck up. I don't even have an 80s teen movie that is a cartoon on anywhere on my list. So I don't want to hear it. Did the no. Jetsons come out in the 90s? What's that? <laughs> the Jetsons. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. My number three is Pretty in Pink. Okay. Good one. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to lose this game. I already know. It's okay. (laughs) I like Pretty in Pink. It's a good one. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, So, it's just about teenage life in the 80s. This girl has, she is living with her underemployed working class father in Chicago. And she has her best friend, Phil, a.k.a. Ducky Dale, Ducky, um, is in love with her, but is afraid to tell her about her true feelings. So Ducky and Andy, along with their friends, her, are harassed and bullied by the arrogant rich kids, specifically Benny Henson and her boyfriend, <laughs> Steph McKee, who secretly admires Andy. So it goes on, but there's scenes in it that I remember vividly, like the... The record store where they worked? Yeah. I -hmm. loved that record store. I wanted to work in that record store. I wanted it to exist. (laughs) Um, And then when she um, takes that dress and cuts it up and to make her own prom dress to go or to the dance that they went to. Was that prom? I think it was. Yeah. At the end of the movie. um, I was just impressed that she could do that. I I don't sew. (laughs) Anyway. So... It's my number three because of those two scenes. And yeah, you can laugh at me and I don't care. <laughs> I think that's a pretty popular movie. I don't think that's <laughs> coming that far out of left field. Yeah. Yeah, it's super popular for sure. I, it had, a, I mean, yeah, everyone loved this movie from the 80s. Nick, what do you think about Pretty in Pink? Uh, I didn't. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I remember. Uh, isn't Payback. James Spader just like a big shit bag in this? Total shit bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh awesome. my god. Yeah, I remember him back then with that. That he was so funny. Uh, yeah. I uh, I would give it a two. <laughs> I have seen it. I've seen it a few times. Honestly, I kind of always confuse it with uh, Sixteen Candles. Yes. Um, which I love because Long Duck Dong is hilarious in that. <laughs> uh, Long Duck Dong. But, uh, yeah, but this has a duck in it, Ducky, uh, John Cryer. Right. Um, yeah, I would give it a two. <laughs> we could compare five. those two on our podcast. Yeah, you could, you could. Honestly, it would be, be a good, yeah. it would yeah, be a good great. comparison because I get them confused yeah, myself. Yeah, the I'll be honest. Pack ones would be fun. Oh, but that's I, a I know great that idea. this is popular for people. It's just for me, I, you know, it didn't really work. Then and I, maybe that's personal sexism on my part for not not caring about the female-led one. but it's all right. We know I who like you are. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm canceled. Uh, <laughs> what was your rating? I gave it a two out of five. Okay. Yeah. Elizabeth, what did you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a four. 
Okay. Only because All I don't right. always like I do the same thing Gabe does, and I get it confused with sixteen candles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what happens in either of them. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen in the other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen both of them. Um, not really by choice, but another one of those things that just came on TV <laughs> constantly as I was growing up, and so um, it did not mold me. It's not a horrible movie, so I won't dock it too bad. I'll give it a 2.8 on the grayscale. A 2.8. Okay. All right. And I'm going to give this movie a 3, and I'll tell you why I'm going to give it a 3 and not a 4 or a 5. And it's because the movie just tries way too hard to be hip. Um, It seems forced. Like there are times when, like for example. And you are the authority on um, hip. <laughs> no, Have you it's seen just his that pictures Molly from high Ringwald's school? character. Oh, I was. Oh, I want to see those pictures from my <laughs> yeah. emo, forever hidden away in a lockbox. I don't know. Uh, I've seen at least one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Molly Ringwald's character, man. Like she, she mentions and kind of like is flexing on the fact that she gets her clothes from the thrift store and makes her own stuff, you know, and then she works in a really cool uh, record store. It's like a new wave record store. And it, the, the music is by the psychedelic furs and it's, you know, there's just way too much going on here trying to make it be hip. Uh, the saving grace for this movie is that Molly Ringwald does turn a good performance out of it. Uh, and James Spader is just phenomenal. I mean, he, in everything he does, I love James Spader. Yeah. Um, but he kills it as a, as a total tool bag, uh, in this movie, uh, which he did quite a lot in the eighties. Um, yeah. For those reasons, the movie is going to get a three from me, but not a point higher. Okay. Which is going to give Whoa. Pretty in Pink an 11.8 on the Solid scale. fourth place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to bring us to my third favorite 80s movie of all time. I have to shift these around a little bit now. Because two of them have already been taken, but that's okay. I made a list of five, and hopefully nobody else takes any of these. So I'm going to go really strong right now. One of the only movies by Joel Schumacher that I like. Uh, in fact, I love this movie. Uh, another one of the Corys is in this. <laughs> talking about 1987's The Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This movie's so that great. Sucks, it's got dude. That sucks, That was Haim. definitely my next choice, and I'm going next. Was it oh, really? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I have nothing left on my list, so I'm. (laughs) Oh, we should have done like a top ten just in case. Christ, dude. Um, Yeah, so so Corey Haim, Jason Patrick, uh, which I don't remember seeing him in anything else after this. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Jamie Gertz. I was so in love with her, her character star. Oh my god, Uh, Corey Feldman. Uh, this this movie was set in a fictitious town called Santa Carla, California, uh, where there are tons of vampires, and uh, the vampires, of course, are young and sexy. One of them is played by one of the dudes from Bill and Ted, uh, which is the only thing I think I've seen him in otherwise. Uh, but anyways, Kiefer Sutherland's so like not, the, Keanu, not the head vampire. No, it wasn't Keanu. It was uh, <laughs> fuck. What's his name? Alex Winter. Yes, Alex Winters. Thank yeah. you. Um, anyway, Kiefer Sutherland's not the head vampire, but he's like the, the chief of all the younger vampires. And, uh, Ed Herman plays the, the lead vampire, um, who dates, uh, 
Corey Haim and Jason Patrick's mother, the vampires come and try to turn Jason Patrick's character. Um, he does eventually turn cause he's in love with star, uh, played by Jamie Gertz. It's got a really great cast. It's really fun. It's super like sexualized, like homoerotic at times because of course it's Joel Schumacher, uh, the guy that put nipples on the bat suit, um, you know, and uh, this was actually originally to be, I don't know if you guys know this, but originally it was supposed to be directed by Richard Donner uh, after the success of the Goonies. Um, Oh, cool. And it was going to be a lot lighter in tone. uh, But you Mm. know, of course things happen. It's just a great, movie and it's like super eighties, super reminiscent of the eighties. The soundtrack is killer. Uh, I love this movie. I give it a five on the grayscale. Whoa. Nice. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to go with a four because I really like this movie. Like, okay. So the reason it's not anywhere in the threes is honestly just because Kiefer Sutherland in this movie is so good. So good. He's great. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. So this is actually, um, a, it's based on the town, which is like right next to where I'm from. Really? Um, wow. I used to go to that board. It's based on Santa Cruz and I'm from the Santa Cruz mountains. Um, and, you know, I used to go to the boardwalk all the time. And even in the movie us from this last year, there's a part where they kind of hint at the filming of right. the lost boys right. happening in the background. Yeah. Um, which is cool. I'm going to give it a three. Uh, I really like it. It's just, um, I have a problem with just like campy, outdated vampire type things. Like, <laughs> you know, I respect and love watching from well, dusk till dawn, but I, I, just I have can't. the opposite. Oh, really? <laughs> you just like it more. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. It, it just doesn't, the, the horror aspect of it doesn't really work for me, but I really like Jason Patrick and Kiefer Sutherland in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Gabe, I'm glad you said... Definitely has a campy feel to it. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Gabe, because I was probably going to score this higher until I actually thought about how I watched this recently. And watching it again, like... Oh, no, it doesn't It definitely, like, makes my list. The acting's great. This is where I got my Corey's confused because I had actually researched this movie because I was going to talk about it because I was... Fuck you, Chris. (laughs) So, and I'm going to justify me docking at points, too, right now with the whole campy feel that you mentioned. Like I'm just thinking about the, the one scene when they're in the car and the vampires like pull them out of the vehicle or whatever. They rip off the, yeah. the, the, of the car. That, that, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's exactly what that, I was thinking. That yeah. is just so bad. And any that's a sweet or, scene. The cinematography is amazing. Oh, yes. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> like the graphics. I tell you what, amazingly and, dated. And then yeah, it is amazingly dated. <laughs> yeah. or, or any flying scene whatsoever in in the movie. But um, <laughs> I do love it. So two point eight again. Okay. Whoa. Ooh. Okay. What was your original score, Omar? Before I decided to deduct some points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what wait, wait, does that matter? Yeah, because I'm going to put the original score. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, fine. Two point eight, Elizabeth. What are you giving? Uh, what are you giving? Lost Boys. I haven't seen it, Chris. <gasps> it's horror <sighs> and it's vampires, and I don't do either horror or vampires. Sorry. Oh, I'll give you my God. original score then, just out of pity. I, it, it was a four. Thank you. Well, it'd have to be a four because you said it was next yeah. on your list. I can't believe you haven't seen this one either. Um, 
I, it's just driving me nuts. Okay, so that's <laughs> going to give Lost Boys a 16 out of 25 on the grayscale. It deserves so much higher. Let's do a little, a quick little recap before we go to our second one. Uh, so out of the five movies we have so far, The Goonies is leading with 23.2 points, followed by Weird Science at 18.3. Uh, then we've got Stand By Me with 17.5. Uh, Lost Boys with 16 and Pretty in Pink with 11.8. So far, Gabe is kicking our asses. So whoa, we got to step. We got to step it up, guys. We got to step it up. Oh yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> Nick, see. Welcome to my world, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, that's going to bring us to uh, your second favorite 80s movie, 80s teen movie of all time. Okay, my my second favorite 80s teen movie of all time is Back to the Future Part Two. Okay. <laughs> part two. <laughs> Nice. Yes. Part two. Oh, uh, <laughs> Don't worry. Elizabeth hasn't seen it. I've seen this one, Chris. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this one. Um, this is like one of my, again, these all are like movies I watched with my dad. So this one is uh, one of his favorite movies of all time. I actually think he likes this one better than part one. I, I disagree with him. But uh, in in part two, Marty goes to the future, which is actually like five years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> he goes to 2015. He has to pose October as... 21st, 2015. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So four years of change, <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, so he has to pose as his, his own son once he gets there and he gets into some hijinks uh, in the future. Nobody calls me chicken needles. <laughs> he Nobody. finds out that he's... His kids are his kids aren't assholes, but he's an ass. He's just like a weak, sad person in the future, and yeah, he, uh, yeah. They oh, yeah. Biff gets a Biff gets a hold of an almanac, and then takes it back to young Biff, and then there's a there's a <laughs> he becomes like Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a whole. It's great. I I love this movie. Um, I think it's it's almost more entertaining than the first one. I think some people might like think it is. I uh, I don't think so, but I am going to give it. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, on okay. the grayscale. I love nice. Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, yeah. Gabe, what do you think about I Back would, to the Future Part Two? I think I'm like I I think I'm at like a four four point five out of five uh, okay. for that. I for a while thought that I liked it more than Back to the Future Part One. You were wrong, but uh, <laughs> I've been rewatching Back to the Future Part One. I just love that movie. Um, I don't know. I just the hoverboarding scene alone in this one, just you like need power. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love everything with Biff in uh, Part Two as well. He's my favorite character from the series. So uh, yeah, four point five out of five for me. All right, Omar. I'm just angry that we're talking about Back to the Future right now, and it wasn't one of Chris's <laughs> movies, which which means uh, <laughs> I'm trying to th- you never I'm know. trying to think what year was Back to the Future one filmed in? 1985. And so, what year was this one filmed in? Well, it's when it came out. This one came uh, Back to the Future two came out in 89, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Barely, barely I made say, it. I was hoping yeah. to disqualify it. Um. <laughs> 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 He's such a dickhead. Oh, he is. A I mean, there, there's yeah. Michael J. Fox in it, and um, you know, it's Chris's fanboy, so you know, there's that. It's gonna, you know, be deducted <laughs> for that. Um, Jesus, I don't know. I, Back to Future is good. I'm not as much of a fan of it as even people on this show are. So, 
I'll give it a solid three. I won't even mess with the decibels because I've talked so much shit about Chris in the last two minutes. <laughs> Elizabeth, have you seen Back to the Future 2? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it gets a three because it's not Back okay. to the Future 1. <laughs> oh, my gosh. One's um, I've seen Back One's to the better. Future 1, 2, and 3 probably more than any other movie in my entire life. And if you don't give it a five, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Well, they're brilliant. Like it's 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 a brilliant. I, I agree. Brilliantly made trilogy from Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. I am in love with all three of them. Yes, you are. As am I. The second one's great. I as a kid, I think I liked it more just because it was the idea of the future. Uh, but as I got older, I think you know, looking back, I certainly appreciate the first and the third ones more uh, than I do the second one now. Uh, but overall, they're all great movies, and I think they work really well together. Um, yes, I can't give it anything less than a five. So back to the future oh, yeah. two, right. uh, is going to get a 20.5 on the Good gray job, scale. Nick. I'm nice. very happy. Our about guests that. are definitely kicking yeah. our asses. They are, man. <laughs> hey man, they are kicking it's just fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number two is, uh, the 1986 hit film Ferris Bueller's day off, Ooh. Oh, uh, nice. which is one of my most rewatched movies ever. I absolutely love it so much. Um, and, uh, Nick and I are both big fans of the show succession on, yes. uh, HBO. Yeah. And so seeing Alan Ruck, um, as he <laughs> yeah, was Cameron dude. in that. And then now, uh, as uh what's his name in that connor you're not wait you're not hyper decanting <laughs> yeah you're not hyper decanting. <laughs> yeah i mean i just love it it's uh I, I was thinking a lot about it and even even though it's just an 80s movie an 80s teen movie the cinematography is low-key amazing in that oh it's great um, there's yeah. a lot of really cool shots it's by this guy named uh the cinematographer is uh talk fujimoto who's the same guy who did silence of the lambs. And nice. uh, I just, I, I can't awesome. stop watching the movie and I especially love rewatching it now with the idea that I saw, I think on like Reddit or something that was like, have you ever thought of it in the perspective that Ferris Bueller is a figment of Cameron's imagination and he's the person <laughs> that Cameron wants to be and he's stuck in that way. It's not true. It gets like, you know, debunked pretty quickly, yeah. but it is fun to watch it in that way. Yeah, I love that. Almost like a Tyler Durden character. Yeah, exactly that. Oh, and hilarious. I think that's my fault because I am way <laughs> too obsessed with Fight Club. And so yeah. I think about that in every movie I watch. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's a five <laughs> out of five for me. All right. Uh, Nick, what do you think about it? I'm going to give it a 4.5. I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So um, I almost put it as my number three, but I wanted to give Weird Science the the uh, shout out um yeah i love ferris it wasn't filmed in our old hood in long beach i think so yeah, yeah. well the house is the house is, yeah, yeah his house, the is, house is pretty beach. crazy yeah yeah 4.5 for me cool omar great movie great pick one of those ones that as a teenager for me i think it was a teenager i was gonna say maybe a little bit younger than that but you know, you just want to have, because you hate school and anything where, you know, you get a day off from school you know, yeah. is great. And then just all the hijinks he gets into and you think shit just keeps getting worse for him. But, um, in the yeah. end it works out, you know, it feels as a good film movie. Like you said, like cinematography is amazing in it. Um, solid four. All right. Nice. Elizabeth, have you seen it? Yes. It was number one on my okay. list. <laughs> so it's a five. Was it really? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm currently like, I have another, like, 
extra list, so I'm trying to figure out which one I should put pull over. So I've got two more, but if y'all take them, I'm fucked. Uh, I have a someone's going to take my number one. Yeah. So what are you going to give this one, Elizabeth? A five. I I loved I loved the storyline. I thought it was hilarious, and just yeah. the ways Ferris made his day better were just fantastic. Yeah. I love all the stuff with his sister too. She's yeah. so good. Yeah. I, I oh yeah, yeah. Name. She's the dirty dancing person, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. What one thing that's really crazy about this movie is that the principal's played by Jeffrey Jones, who's a pedophile. Uh but anyways. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. But Principal Rooney is absolutely hilarious if we just separate the art from the man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Spectacular. You know? I mean, I still watch Beetlejuice. So, um, well, all right. I'm going to give this movie a 4.5, which means that Ferris Bueller's Day Off gets a 23 on the grayscale. Nice. So it's, it's right up there with the Goonies. Damn, Gabe's gonna win. I can already tell. <laughs> Maybe Fuck. I think my I think my first one is gonna get taken for sure. <laughs> we'll see. All right, Omar, you are up, sir. Yes, yes, I am. And I just threw in a last minute like Hail Mary. Like I, <laughs> my list was gone. It's gone. So it's a. I'm, I'm staring <laughs> at my original list of like ten, and I didn't think I was gonna put this on there, but I, it's definitely. A movie that molded me. It's a great movie. You can't please argue. Don't take mine, please. 1984, Ralph Maggio, Pat Moore, <laughs> Elizabeth Shue, uh, The Karate Kid. So Nice. So good. So, yeah. So, um, Sweep the legs, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously we have Daniel Sun and Mr. Miyagi here. Wax on, wax off. I mean, this is a classic like underdog story movie. Give me a movie. new meaning for wax off. <laughs> So, um, just, I mean, there's so many things that I identified with, with this movie growing up. I think when like him just being new, like I experienced a lot of new kid things for me, like when I was growing up, like, and so and just trying to fit in that way. And also was in karate until my sensei like chipped my tooth. And I was like, I'm not really that serious about this. So I think <laughs> I was actually probably in, in karate because of the karate kid. But no, like the end of the movie is the, the thing that seals it for me. Obviously, you know, he at this point he's like, like been beaten badly like against this bully th- throughout the whole movie, and he's up against his rival. But I just know that like Miyagi works some sort of magic where he like just heats up his hands really fast right. and, and, and touches his leg, and and it's apparently like pa- the best painkiller ever. And he was able to go back in and and you know beat his opponent standing on one leg. It's it's a great movie. Love that scene. And obviously, I guess like uh, one of those streaming series is doing the Cobra Kai. Yeah. Series. Oh, yeah. Must With be the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> so that makes my number two all time. And I'll give it a 4.9 on the grayscale. Okay. 4.9. Nick, what do you think about the Karate Kid? This is the one with Jaden Smith, right? <laughs> no no i love uh, i and love jackie the karate chan kid. right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love the karate kid uh it's not one that i like necessarily molded me like i it's definitely one where i watched it and i was like okay cool but i never like 100 percent understood the hype so i'm gonna give it like a 3.7 because it's uh, it was it's obviously an entertaining movie the acting's good you know it just wasn't one that necessarily molded me. 
Yeah, uh, like Omar, um, I dabbled in the martial arts as a kid, and this was uh, one of the movies. This and Three Ninjas were the two movies. Nice, Three Ninjas. I was like, so I I did uh, Taekwondo, um, even got my black belt. So uh, whoa, nice. uh, But uh, yeah, no, I love the Karate Kid. I mean, I could keep (laughs) watching. I became a pushover. Um, yeah, no, so I, I love the Karate Kid. I mean, it, it's uh, 4.5 out of 5 for me. I, I really enjoy watching it every single time. Um, and Ralph Macchio is the man. He just like dominated that decade as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Elizabeth, what do you think about the Karate Kid? I'm going to give it a 3 for the same reasons that Nick did because it didn't really mold me. I, I did see it. Um, <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't really, I don't know. It wasn't revolutionary to me. It was just a movie. All right. Um, I am also going to give this movie a three, uh, because I mean, I liked it. It was good, but I can't really say that I watched it too many times. I didn't really go back to it a whole lot. I was more into movies like sidekicks, uh, with Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris, <laughs> But uh, that's not 80s, I don't think. I think that was 90s. Uh, Either way, this movie is going to get a 19.1 on the grayscale, which brings us to Elizabeth's number two teen 80s movies of all time. Okay, so... I think my co-hosts are are working together to make sure that I lose here. (laughs) I'm not trying to. (laughs) So my number two is 16 Candles. So... This one, um, go figure. Yeah, whatever, (laughs) whatever. Molly Ringwald wakes up on her sixth. Didn't we already do this one? Shut up. (laughs) Woke up on her sixteenth birthday. I'm just ignoring you all. (laughs) Woke up on her sixteenth birthday, and none of her family remembered that it was her birthday because her older sister's getting married, and that it's that same weekend, and there's all the wedding prep and the drama, and she's got. A nerdy kid who really likes her and wants her to fall in love with her, but she is obsessed with a hot senior and she wonders if he even knows her name. The movie goes on. So, yeah, I liked this movie. It was one that I watched over and over whenever it was on TV because I really enjoyed it and I could identify with that sort of nerdy, insecure girl who liked somebody that she never thought would pay attention to her. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's a great movie. I'm not doing you any favors, Elizabeth. It's okay. I seen it's okay. It's what oh, I get for being God. on an all-guy cast. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> this happened during the Chick Flicks episode, too, except, yeah, we had a girl on that one, too, though. Rom-coms, you Rom-coms. mean. Rom-coms. Yeah, I like 16 Candles a little bit more than I like Pretty in Pink. I, I you know, I couldn't really tell the difference when I when I was thinking about it, but I remember, <laughs> like, The storyline is stronger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Um, I'd give it a three out of five. I don't know. Long Duck Dong is so funny in that movie. (laughs) He really was. What's happening? Hot stuff is like, he's so funny. Uh, And I really like the story. I think it's like, I think it's one of the better ones that handles like realistic teen themes. Yeah. um, With a character. So yeah, three out of five for me. Oh, I'm giving it a five. I think I forgot to rate it. I mean, this is one of those movies I'm pretty sure that I've seen. <laughs> and so I'm going to at least vote on it for you, babe. But it's one like I you were describing it and it did not ring any bells. It's all right. Me, but one of these it's days. It's debatable I'm, on whether or not you should vote on this. But you know what? I'm going to let you because there's no way Elizabeth is winning this. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'm with Chris. Honestly, I don't know if I should vote on it I either. Because like, I'm just going to be I'm just be I'd be like guessing a number two. 
<laughs> is this a good number? 16 All candles right. isn't even going to make 16 points. That's okay. No, there's no way. Uh, I This movie was okay. To me, it's 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 a good movie. I, this is John Hughes, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I also agree that it's better than Pretty in Pink. I think it's less pretentious than Pretty in Pink. Um, I think Molly Ringwald is pretty solid. I mean, she's an 80s staple. Uh, she's already made our list at least three times. Uh, I'm going to give this one a three on the grayscale, which is going to mean that <laughs> 16 Candles gets an 11 overall. Less than Pretty in Pink. Everybody liked it better, but it got less points than Pretty in Pink. <laughs> More people were able to vote on Pretty in Pink, I think. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it makes you feel better. I mean, you can have my three. <laughs> it's all right. I had you twice last night. Um, oh, well, that means Whoa. that 16 Candles is now the lowest scoring <laughs> out of all the movies that we have so far, which is not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Damn. You what? What were you going to say? I have in the back of my mind, if there's any girls out there who want to be on a show, I'm going to do a takeover <laughs> and yeah. try some yeah. of these you categories should. with just girls and see if my odds are any better at all. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Shut up. I'm running a theory. It's just not good. It's not good for minorities on this show. We've already had uh, the black movies and we saw the, the white guy one. Yeah, so. this is true. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your number two? All right. Well, all of my shit's been taken. These are like way backups. And at this point, I know I'm not winning. Right? I don't even want to play anymore. It's just like, <laughs> I quit. At this point, all of my stuff's been taken. But you know what? I'm going to go with some deep cuts and see how it goes. Um, because I know you guys well, are going to throw out some good ones uh, here in a little while. Uh, I can already envision what you, what you're going to throw out and we'll maybe mention some of them in the, um, in the honorable mentions at the end. So here go a couple of just like out there movies from the eighties. You're ready for it for number two, Chuck Russell directed 1987, a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Holy shit. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Did you want oh, anybody God. else to score this? Uh, <laughs> this is a great movie. It stars Patricia Arquette. Academy Award winning. Academy Award. Thank you very much. Patricia yeah. Arquette. Remember, this is the oh, guy well. who makes fun of my picks and tells me I don't know anything about movies. Continue on, guys. Uh, <laughs> it stars Robert England and Heather Langenkamp. All right. Uh, this movie is so inventive and so fucking cool. I have to tell you, like, whenever I saw this as a kid, because I always watched horror movies as a kid, like, uh, this is totally a teen movie because, like, it's full of teenagers. They're all being, like, haunted by, of course, Freddy Krueger, who is haunting their dreams. But it's got some really cool visuals, um, like, you'd never seen before, like, the scene where uh, one of the one of the teenagers uh, who Freddy is haunting, he, like, his veins come out of his arms, you know, those little marionettes that people like make dance and stuff and they're on the strings. So basically yeah. he takes oh, yeah. this kid's veins and does that with him and makes him jump off a building. And it's oh. so creepy and so interesting. Um, <gasps> the visuals are really great in this movie. You're definitely not making me want to watch this. It's movie. so good though. N- not even it's a also bit. where nightmare on Elm street got kind of funny. Like Freddie started getting kind of quippy and uh, you know, started making some jokes and stuff. I love this movie. The soundtrack is great. Dream warriors. Come on. Has anyone seen this movie? <laughs> no. I no. didn't even know. No. 
You got good reviews, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, I watched the VH1 I Love the 80s, and they talked about this. Does that count? Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I, I no. knew that that was going to happen, but I wanted to put, put it out there anyway. I know there are people listening who are super stoked that that movie's on this list. Oh, I bet. And if that's you, contact us. <laughs> hey, you made me want to watch it. I'm kind of down. It's Chris's friend that was on the show earlier, Corey. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. They yeah. talked about this movie. That's right. He's, he's at the one. And he got a shout out, too. So there you go. He's going to love this episode. <laughs> Other than he's going to be furious because like, I let you go on about it because I knew that nobody else was going to be able to talk about it, Chris, because I have not once ever considered putting any of the Nightmare on Elm Street like stuff on any list. The first ever. one's actually really good. Anyway, okay. I like this one too. It, this one's my favorite of the nightmare series. So, uh, so no one else can vote on this. Nope. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've not seen this. <laughs> All right. Dream warriors gets a five on the gray scale. He's <laughs> <laughs> devolving into madness. <laughs> This is great. All right. So let's do a little bit of a recap. Um, all right. So, so far. Oh, my gosh. I'm currently, Chris, you're losing. I have more points I than know. you right now. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Maybe you'll actually beat me this time. Yeah. So right now, as it stands, fifth place is Weird Science with 18.3. Karate Kid nice, nice. is in fourth with 19.1. That's right. And then we have Back to the Future 2 with 20.5. Points. Yeah. How? I know. Because it's awesome. <laughs> and then second place is Ferris Bueller's Day Off at 23 points. And The Goonies is first currently with 23.5 points. Well, we'll see if they stay that way. Nick, your number one favorite 80s teen movie of all time. Oh, my God. I did not think I'd get to, to do this. I thought someone else would take this. Omar's going to hate this, though. So, uh, my number one's Back to the Future. Hands down. <laughs> uh, I, I can... Back to the teachers, I'll give you a higher vote, but no, yeah, I hate yes, it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> it is my favorite movie of all time. If you have not seen Back to the Future, uh, Marty McFly is uh, 17 years old. Uh, he is inexplicably best friends with um, an elderly man who invents a time machine. Great stuff. And he, um, terrorism is involved slightly. And he accidentally sends himself back. Yes, it was for yeah. sure. <laughs> Actually, sends himself back to uh, 1955 where he has to make sure that his mom and his dad bone. Uh, <laughs> right, where he where he almost bones his mom, though, instead. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, great movie. Yeah, he's heard dancing. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm questioning where you guys met. I'm thinking that maybe uh, you, Nick, and Chris met somewhere other than... <laughs> We met on a Back to the Future enthusiast fan club. We yeah. met in 1955. That's right. Uh, <laughs> at the Enchanted Sea dance. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I love this movie. I will profess my love for this movie all the time. It's my favorite movie ever. Uh, I could quote it all day. Dad, dad, daddy-o. Uh, I think it's... I think it's the best. I, if I could give it more than a five on the grayscale, I would. It gets a five. Uh, I am just stoked that I actually got to like say it was my number one movie because I thought for sure someone else was going to take it. Uh, Crispin Glover is also weird as shit. 
Oh man, yeah. I love Crispin Glover. <laughs> and I've actually made the argument that this movie, Back to the Future 1, that is, because that's the only one that Crispin Glover was in. Yeah. Uh, I make the argument that the movie, like, really there's no story arc with Marty. It's really a story arc about George McFly. Right. Like, he yeah. actually has way more character development in this movie than Marty does. You know, he yeah. goes from being uh, meek and weak and, you know, to being successful and confident, you know, it's, he has the most character development in the movie. So I think the movie part one, at least is actually George McFly's story as seen through his son. That's so true. I've never thought about that, but that is awesome. Yeah. I didn't think about that either. Chris is so excited. He has rules and he just threw them all out the window because he just wanted to make sure that he could talk about back to the future because he's over there ejaculating as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. This is a great movie. So I'm, I'm so happy that you got to put it on the list. Yeah, Nick, I, I'm going to give it a five. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh my God. Dude, dude. Yeah. This is, what I mean, it, it's here? just incredible. <laughs> I, I think, like, if you were just going on the acting category alone, like, I love everyone in it, but Christopher Lloyd is amazing yes. in it. It's like one of the most yeah. brilliant performances. Um, I I always love watching twenty one gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a great job, Scott. Hey, everybody, three cheers for Scott. <laughs> Uh, you guys haven't seen the SNL skit where they're doing like auditions for Back to the Future. Bill Hader does Al Pacino. Yeah. Like, ah, ah, Marty. <laughs> so good. Uh, I love it. it. It's it's really good, and it, I think it really holds up as a time travel movie. Oh yeah. Um, and a lot of time yeah. travel movies like fall if you pull a thread, and I think uh, it's you know it's simple enough that it's fun. That's your name, isn't it, Calvin? <laughs> <laughs> All over Europe. <laughs> Yeah, it's a five for me. Omar, what do you think about Back to the Future? (sighs) As much shade as I want to throw at it, it is a great movie. It's better than the second one. So I'm I'm okay that it made the list. I'm just mad that two Back to the Futures made the list. And (laughs) you never know. I'm I'm next, and I'm sure as hell I'm not going to pick Teen Wolf now because (laughs) fuck you, Michael J. Fox. So. But but no, it's it's a great movie. I would give it a four point seven on the grayscale. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Logs Capacitor flexing. <laughs> flexing in the flexes. Elizabeth, what are you gonna give back to the future? Oh, I'm just giving it a four. It did not mold no. me. It's <sighs> good enough. everywhere else. It, it molded but... me even though it came out but six years saw before it, I was so I've seen it. <laughs> Yay. I was only two when it came out, but yeah, this movie fucking rules. Uh, that means that Back to the Future is now in the lead with 23.7 points on the grayscale. Fuck yeah. Woo! <laughs> Shenanigans. Shenanigans, I call. Yeah, I am so excited I get to do this because this is I rewatch a lot of movies I watch a lot this our, is my our, most our number one picks are why we chose 80s movies even though we we were not born in <laughs> yeah this is the one I rewatched the most of any movie for no reason um it, and it is 1982's Fast Times at Ridgemont High oh I knew this uh, was coming yeah I uh it's about a group of s- Southern California high school students who are enjoying the most important subjects, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. (laughs) And uh, I love it. It's like, for me, it's, it's stupid in certain ways, but it's almost a perfect movie. Like every single little, it's almost a series of vignettes 
of these like specific characters in this high school. There's there's only one. There's only two, I guess, like arcs in it. And everyone is just acting at the best of their abilities. Like, I mean, this is where Sean Penn came from and oh, how yeah. Sean Penn yeah, has two Oscars. Definitely. And uh, yeah, and uh, Brad Hamilton, uh, Judge Reinhold's uh, character is so great. I just randomly <laughs> quote Reinhold. just like the most like <laughs> random, like the, the whole scene where Brad's getting in a fight with his girlfriend um, and he's like, I was thinking we go to the point. And she's like, what's there to do at the point? Like little scenes that have nothing to do with the movie. I'll just randomly quote. Um, <laughs> I love if I was, I saw that one of the categories you're talking about, like cinematography and aesthetic and stuff. And I do have to point out that the sets are really underrated in this movie because there is spray paint in certain scenes, like one that says wasted youth and another one on the mirror that says big hairy pussy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if you can put in big letters, big hairy pussy in a movie, you get a five out of five from me. So yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> oh, oh my man. God. Nick, what do you think about fast time at Ridgemont high? Uh, Gabe made me watch this when we were roommates in college. Yeah. Uh, and I did not mold me. Like it molded Gabe, <laughs> apparently, uh, for for worse, for sure. I would say for better, for worse, but definitely for worse. Uh, so I'm going to give it a four because uh, it just didn't mold me. So I can't give it anything in that category, but it gets a, you know, it gets something in every other category because it's an awesome movie. All right. Omar? Same thing. Didn't mold me at all, but it's a very good movie. Sean Penn, I love him. Um, I give it a. 3.5. Okay, 3.5. Gabe's kicking her ass anyway. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I didn't think so. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give this movie a three, but Jennifer Jason Lee, she's great in this movie. Uh, Phoebe Cates. I mean, that's the most iconic naked scene yeah this is one of those first scenes like that that i think i ever saw so it definitely gets a a half a point at least for molding me in that way uh i'm gonna give this movie a 3.5 as well which means that fast times at ridgemont high is gonna get a total of 16 on the grayscale good choice good choice hey fair enough you guys are all wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised to see you pick a Jennifer Jason Lee movie after the shit that you guys talked about the hateful eight on your uh, podcast. Oh yeah. Well, I, she sucks in that movie, but she's, she's okay. So my number one all time eighties team movie, huh? Yeah. It's, I mean, the list is thrown out the window. And so I'm going deep cut on this one as well. And I hope somebody here has seen this movie. Is, is I really hope it's not the same one I'm about to say. <laughs> so 1987, it's, an, it's, it's another, I think I mentioned Elizabeth Shue earlier. She's in this one again, but Adventures in Babysitting. Has, has <laughs> oh, yeah. anyone, has anyone seen this movie? May, yeah, maybe. Awesome. Definitely have seen it. Awesome. Very famous. Okay. So as far as um, the whole vein we were talking about earlier with Stand By Me and the Goonies of the whole like kind of like epic quest um, of children going out and battling or taking on like all these different elements um, and all these like, adventure styles, it's pretty much the same thing. Babysitter is with, how many, was it three kids that she was watching? Yeah, and, I think it's three. And she gets a call from a friend of hers whose 
stuck in Chicago and needs a ride. And so she makes the decision to take the kids with her into Chicago to pick up her friend. And along the way, they just have this epic adventure of like trials and like ends up in a bar scene where the, the people, like a couple guys in the bar are sure that she's in, in the, like a centerfold and playboy and whether she is or not, she looked a whole lot like the picture in, in, in the centerfold. But um, and you have the oldest kid who's being babysitted. It's like really borderline whether or not he should even be babysitted. Um, having a crush on the babysitter throughout throughout the movie, and she's obviously like not not into him. She's talking about another guy the entire movie. And then there's the Thor cameo, which was always awesome as a kid for me. Like. Uh, uh, the youngest kid is was really into Thor, like the the girl, right? And yeah, I think that's- and the whole time that like, she was like you're talking about Thor and Thor comic book, and then there's this guy at the end who's a mechanic who has a big hammer, and it's kind of like, is he Thor? Yeah, is he does. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different Adventures in Babysitting. They're talking about Chris, so but, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, definitely. I feel mo- like they remade this movie with Jonah Hill, and it's really the one that they made with Jonah Hill is like really, really bad. Uh, Wait, really? I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. and it just registered in my mind because I've seen, you know, Adventures in Babysitting is great. I don't think it's called, I think it's called The Babysitter or something. I think you're right. Yeah, I'll give it a, yeah. shit, I need the help. I'll give it a five. <laughs> 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 I got no shame. <laughs> uh, I have not seen it, unfortunately. Now, now I really want to. I give it a two out of five. I think I'd probably like it more if I rewatch it sometime soon. Um, I do like Elizabeth's shoe, so yeah, I'd give it a two. It you know could make its way up to a. We four. could we could compare this one in whatever movie you're thinking of, or you just made I up. Don't in really your head. want to rewatch that. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, what are you thinking? I haven't seen it. Oh. But yeah, I, but I can confirm Disney did make one recently, and it has the same title: Adventures in Babysitting. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Well, I know that whenever I was a kid, I saw this movie. Because I can vaguely remember it, but I don't know that I can remember it enough to really vote on it. <laughs> I literally wouldn't be able to to even quote a single line or tell you the plot of the movie if you ha- if you'd asked, you know. So I'm I not going to be able you. to vote on it, dude. I'm sorry. That Chris, means adventures and babysitting. What was that line you saw you? like you got to be shitting me. <laughs> you got to be shitting me. Watch your mouth. Watch my <laughs> mouth. You got to be shitting me. <laughs> Uh, Adventures in Babysitting is going to get seven points on the grayscale. I'm sorry. Hey, it's not the lowest one, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got your back there, Omar. It's been the whole spectrum of voting on this uh, episode for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Elizabeth, we are at your number one. Okay, so, so many I'm moving things around because Ferris Bueller's Day Off was my number one. I, I want to pick one. Okay. <laughs> You guys have to tell me if this is allowed. I want to pick Dirty Dancing as my top movie, teen movie sure. from the 80s. Sure. It's not Why set not? in the 80s. It was made in the 80s. That's and okay. I think that counts. Stand By Me is not set in the 80s. Okay. All right. I'm picking Dirty Dancing then because Patrick Swayze, the end. Oh, yeah. That's why. <laughs> is that your synopsis? Yummy, yummy. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, ooh, ooh. go watch it. Uh a family yeah, goes if you to camp. Seen Dirty Dancing, eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> While watching Dirty Dancing. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. do, do what you want on your personal time. You could eat dick uh, in a pleasurable way, but fuck you for not seeing this. Nobody video. puts dick in a corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it definitely molded me as as a teenager watching it. I mean, I think I the first time I watched it, I was in high school. It would have been tenth grade, I think, when I watched it for the first time. But it's still like I don't know the dance scenes, the acting, the storyline. I loved the whole thing. So I give it a five. You give it a five. Okay. Uh, Nick, what do you give Dirty Dancing? Okay. This is one that I definitely saw on TV when I was a kid and just was like, okay, this is a thing people watched. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> Sorry. I don't care. All right. Yeah. I, uh, I love it. The, we both like the show uh, New Girl. Um, and in the first episode of New Girl, the character Jess uh, gets – uh, dumped and so she just watches Dirty Dancing like over over. I think like 20 times in a row while <laughs> yeah. crying yeah uh, it doesn't do that for me but it's a three and a half out of five I, I really enjoy Dirty Dancing um, you were crying and awesome. watching this movie when I came over to <laughs> yeah okay well all right I, did, yeah, I guess I brought we it ate, up where so. we ate our Italian sandwiches while you were crying and watching this movie <laughs> Dirty Dancing is so beautiful <laughs> uh, and dirty. Uh, yeah, no, I love that movie. It's a that's a great one. Good pick. <laughs> Omar, what do you think about Dirty Dancing? Dirty Dancing. That's a great pick, man. I would say, as far as rom coms, it's up there. Um, 80s movies, not so much. Uh, molded me, definitely not. It's a great movie though, so it'll hit on all of those points. I give it a three point seven okay i have definitely seen dirty dancing it is a good movie patrick swayze is not very good in this movie (laughs) whatever (laughs) the only movie that i actually think that patrick swayze was great in was donnie darko um he's so great in donnie he's fantastic and i'm not talking about donnie darko you guys (laughs) but it's a better movie it is hate Hate is fear. There, you can either be hateful or you can be fearful. So, well, that movie's set in the 80s. Can we pick that one? Uh, oh, no. Um, I'm going to give this movie... I'm sorry. I'm going to give this movie a three on the grayscale. Uh, that means that Dirty Dancing is going to have a total of 17.2 points. And we're at our very last 80s teen movies of all time. And it's my turn. And I've saved the best for last. You will all have Back seen to this movie. Three. Uh, actually, that was that came out in 1990. Thank goodness. Good. Yeah, it's thank not, God. It's not eligible. Uh, I don't think any of you will have seen this movie. I'm I'm reaching into the the pot here, and I'm just pulling out uh, one so that weird. I really want uh, like everyone pot. to, uh, if you haven't seen it, to go and check out. It's actually super relevant. Uh, I, in this day and time, I think because it really, what is it? I'm going to tell you <laughs> 20 minutes you, later, it really hits on the me too movement right now. Um, uh, and it's 1985 Matthew Robbins directed the legend of Billy Jean starring uh-huh. Helen Slater and Christian Slater and Keith Gordon. Um, has anyone seen this movie? Nope. No. That's a fat, that's a fat I know no for what me. it is. I, I haven't seen it though. Okay. No. I love so, Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah. Christian Slater's good in this movie. It's one of his first roles. Uh, he's really young in this movie. Uh, in fact, Pat Benatar, who wrote a song for this movie, every time she plays it live, she says it's from the worst movie ever made. But <laughs> I think she's this movie's not fantastic. Wrong. She's no, probably not wrong. She's totally wrong. You guys all suck for not having seen it. Uh, you got to check out The Legend of Billie Jean. 
and it's oh. gonna get a five. I just feel like there were more popular movies you could have picked from. <laughs> like the last two. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's 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 what throwing the towel looks like, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to lose y'all. I knew it, but I, I wanted to at least you know get some movies out there that maybe people hadn't seen since you guys yeah, took smart. all the great movies. I went last. That's what happens. It's all good. So <laughs> at least I can feel good about something because I, I definitely lost as well. But <laughs> it has been a lot of fun. Like a lot of great movies. Like I'm looking at my list, and literally I only have one other movie that wasn't talked about. That's on my list before we started that i have like 10 right to 15 and i was born in 92 sounds like your <laughs> list was a lot longer than mine though too <laughs> yeah definitely it was I, too long yeah, what yeah, were some I of your honorable you, mentions makes, there nick my uh my one honorable mention i actually put back to the future part three without realizing it was in uh 1990 so disregard that but uh one that i was gonna <laughs> bust out is uh is war games which is barely a teen movie, but Matthew Broderick is a high schooler in the yes. movie. And that is an awesome movie. That, that is an awesome movie. Some shitty teacher I had made me watch, and I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> For a stupid movie you're making me watch in middle school. <laughs> um, yeah, I love war games. The ones I kind of expected that would be talked about, but weren't. I guess I this one would have been a little left field, but uh, on my honorable mentions, I have Better Off Dead, with uh john cusack i love that movie it's like the slapstick humor is crazy um the outsiders is something that like Mm. really molded me um you know i i don't watch it as much as the other ones but that's something i read growing up and i love the movie bill and ted's excellent adventure Mm. can't believe that wasn't mentioned nice uh i figured omar would do that one yeah i mean we didn't even talk about like risky business or the breakfast club like the breakfast club is considered the most famous 80s teen movie yeah wait a minute I can't believe I didn't say that. It's on yeah. my list. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty. It's yeah. on my you, you, you chose what? Dead you- Poet Society, Porkies. Yep. Uh, <laughs> chose some Michael Jackson song instead. Red Dawn. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wolverines. <laughs> yeah, Footloose oh, and gosh. Breakfast Club and Dead, so- Dead Poet Society were on my were my honorable mentions. My backups. Oh, respect. Good. Yeah, the Breakfast Club would got a very high score for sure, and The Outsiders is actually on my list. That that one I didn't mention it because it did mold me, but not in a good way because it was one of those movies that I had to watch in school over and over again. The Outsiders. And, yeah, and yeah. so I, it wasn't a horrible movie, but it's not. I mean, if you've seen it like five times already, and they're still making you watch it because they don't want to teach you anything, then it gets a little irritating. So <laughs> that that movie almost caused that book and movie at my middle school almost caused a fight, which I was part of between our version of the greasers you, were and you the socials. Or were you a it was like no, I was I was part of the like stoner crowd, and so you were a greaser. Like, yeah, I was a greaser, skater, stoner crowd, and we almost rumbled with the socials, the jocks, and it like yeah, it got bad like. Did you do Taekwondo? I should. <laughs> <laughs> I can't because my hands are the registered kid, as dude. weapons. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy with my left field picks. Uh, some of my honorable mentions that we haven't talked about yet. We didn't even talk about Heather's. How could we not talk about Heather's? Oh, yeah. I mean, Damn, come on. Risky business. That one has a kind of fucked up feel if you watch it now with all the school shootings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Sure. Some kind of wonderful 
Good one. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of movies. Just one of the guys. I mean, come on. Mm. That's a great movie, kind of. Not, not really, really, but it's still good. <laughs> uh, it's one of those movies that it's so bad, it's good, right? Anyway, um, we have all of the totals. Is there anybody else that wants to do an honorable mention? Oh, we didn't say say anything. That's another oh, one. That's I right. Oh, yeah. I mentioned that. Um, that's yeah. a good one. Let's go ahead and talk about the top definitive teen 80s movies. Starting out at number five with 19.1 points on the grayscale is Omar's pick, The Karate Kid. Uh, in fourth place with 20.5 points is Nick's pick, Back to the Future 2. In third place, uh, I'm so stoked about this list so far. In third place with 23 points, uh, Gabe's pick, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, nice, nice. In second place, this is another pick from Gabe with 23.2 points. We've got the Goonies. We dominated this list. And number one, <laughs> and this totally deserves it. Let's uh, let's give a, a, a nice drum roll, please. With 23.7 points, Nick's pick, Back to the Future, is the number <laughs> oh, one teen movie God. of yes. all time. We're not ever going to live this down, Omar. Back to the Future <laughs> I, I movies. I quit. Got on the list. Y'all have no idea. I'm so excited. I don't even care that I lost. I don't even care. We got two Back to the Future movies on here. This is heavy. Okay. Uh, Everybody won. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so stoked. Uh, All right. Let's talk about the uh, the winners of the game. Okay. Coming in last place with a total of 26 points is me. And you know what? I'm totally okay with it. I'm happy to have put some uh, some good Just movies out there. Just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> do you need me to do the standings? Because I have those. <laughs> oh, I have them too. Okay. <laughs> uh, at 40 points, we have uh, in fourth place, Elizabeth, naturally. Uh, with 43.6 points, we've got Omar. Uh, with 62.2 points, uh, who was it? Gabe or Nick? Let's find out. It was... Nick. Gabe, which means with 62.5 points, nice. Nick wins the game. Congrats, Nick. I was with that. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna pop open a Pepsi yeah. free. There I you told go. you those those decibels matter. Hashtag decibels matter. <laughs> That's true. Moles I was matter. not expecting one of the people that was born in the 1980s to have not seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> You'd be really surprised what you learned on movies that molded me. Yeah, it's <laughs> this is interesting though. This week, it's definitely like the order of people going first mm-hmm. really exactly. mattered. Exactly, it really yeah, mattered yeah, this week for sure. Yeah. That was a huge deal, a huge advantage. But uh, you know what? They deserved it. They had some really great picks. And honestly, if you go and check out their podcast, you will also be very happy that you did that. It's incredibly fun. I love the intros that you guys do. Oh, yeah. Thank (laughs) you. That's our favorite part of it. Yeah. Yeah, It's so great. We try to get as weird as possible with those. (laughs) Those are silly. Check out Nick as Joe Pesci this week. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm I'm funny like a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what the it's so funny about me. <laughs> uh. So make sure you go check out Facing Off Podcast. You can check them out on Twitter and Instagram. But we're on every podcast platform. But I uh, appreciate coming on this. It was a lot of fun. This yeah. was super fun. Well, I'm stoked on the list. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks for playing. Yeah. Thanks. You're very welcome for beating you. <laughs> <laughs> Movies That Molded Me is brought to you by the Fade to Grade Network. 
If you haven't yet, make sure to go and rate and write us a review over at Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're a fan of the podcast, you can always support us by going to patreon.com slash movies that molded me. Thanks for listening.